0: A FAM production,
1: furniture and mattress,
0: fam.news.
1: The Dos Marcos crew just wrapping up a Las Vegas market. Was it packed? Was it slim? Were people there? And what is the future we are going to be in? The Dos Marcos show begins in 60 seconds with a full recap from Las
2: Vegas market. Driven entrepreneurs, listen up. It's time to team up with Nationwide Marketing Group, North America's most successful network of independent retailers. You'll gain access to programs and services that level the playing field between you and the national chains. Industry-leading digital marketing, increased buying power, exclusive networking events, and of course, their awesome learning platform. Nationwide Marketing Group is the business partner that helps you get results and stay ahead of the competition. Take the first step today and visit nationwidegroup.org. Do
1: you want more sales in three easy clicks?
2: Yeah, it starts right now at
1: doorcounts.com. With a completely redesigned user interface, gathering data has never been easier. Click number one, your salespeople connect with a customer as they walk through the door. Click two is the outcome. Click three, key performance metrics right there on your phone from anywhere at any time. Now your salespeople can spend their time selling and DoorCounts is going to gather the data you need to make your business better. Start right now at
0: DoorCounts.com. Welcome to the Dose Marco Show with Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn, where mattress and furniture leaders gather to grow, get the inside scoop, tell stories, and take tequila shots. Uno the Galaxy's greatest mattress podcast has liftoff in three. You should start two, one.
1: I got to tell you about some of the videos that were coming my way uh, because I missed one of the most monumental events of the year. It was Matt Mann's 40th birthday party in Las Vegas. And I gotta, I'm going to tell you about why I missed it, and I'm going to tell you the quote of the night. I'm not going to tell you who it came from, but he will know. He's on my
2: well, list. I missed it too. I hate that we neither one of us could go. It sucked. And we had a big invitation. That was going to be a big night. I'm sure it was. But I literally we packed
1: an Elvis costume in my bag to Vegas, as you should always when you go to Vegas. And I didn't get to break it out and use it because at Las Vegas Market, I was there on Saturday. I was there on Sunday. And then Sunday night, it all went off the rails. And I wish I could say it was because for you know fun reasons like, hey, we had too much fun, but it was... A massive case of the stomach flu, and um, I got to be very familiar
2: with the bedroom and the bathroom at the win. You, you, you know what? I, I have to admit, you said I'm out. I, you know, a, a matter of fact, I went into the England space looking for you, and they're like, "Yeah, he's like sick. He's not coming in." I'm like. Really, we had a good dinner. We didn't drink that much and I left you and we were going back to our rooms. It's not like I thought you were like going to go out and like throw down a party. It did cross my mind I'm like, oh, "Okay, but that's not like you either. Even if you were to have done that, you always answered the answer the bell." So, anyway, then I talked to you and you sounded like hell and you had a very bad couple of days. I felt horrible for you it was rough bad I was texting with your wife I'm like what can I do can I help him what does he need you know she's like oh no it's bad stay away from here she goes she luckily she was
1: there to help me out because she goes I've been we've been married for 15 years she goes I've never seen you that sick in 15 years so thankfully she was there I was felt awful that it ruined her being able to have a good time she hadn't been anywhere in a long time and normally she comes to Vegas with me in the winter because Englander has a internationals dinner, so all of our international partners from all over the world, our licensees will come in and we'll host this dinner and she hosts and wives and husbands come and it 's this amazing experience so she came out to Vegas with me as she normally does. I was like, just go ahead and come out and have a good time, so she ends up taking care of her sick husband uh, she is a, a saint um, for doing that, but it you know not not the Vegas that you that you would have expected
2: unfortunately no gosh no but well she had some good nights you had a couple good nights in there so it wasn't a total loss now did she get sick because she was around you and that kind of stuff's pretty contagious no no
1: she didn't thankfully and you know i heard from some other people uh some other industry friends who either jetted home or said i can't wait to get to my bed i ate something that was bad for me so apparently, this uh, this like stomach bug was going around, and, but it's well. By Brandon
2: me. Bain came home with COVID. He didn't get. Sick. I mean, I don't. I don't know if anyone else that got COVID, but Brandon went there and he actually got COVID. He was he was not sounding too good a couple yeah, of days ago. A, but anyway, one of those things. He's better. He's better. Well, how was Vegas? I mean, I got to see you there, so that was cool. But um, you know, everyone in Vegas, it always comes down to so. How was traffic? You know, what are the elevators like, and how many people are coming in? I thought that there was a good amount of traffic considering the fact that, you know, there was a big round of COVID going on throughout the country, but I was really happy, Kenzie. I thought there was quite a few people there and it wasn't as packed as like a January market would be normally, but there's some good in that also because you're able, you're not like constantly on a churn, you know, like people, you know, coming through, you actually get a little bit more time to talk to people. And that's kind of how I felt it was. So I actually thought it was a really good event. How about you? Yeah, I
1: think my assessment's similar. I mean, it was slow. There's no doubt about it. Um, When you look at, you know, past markets, especially winter markets with big betting introductions, we would see a lot more foot traffic than we saw this time around. Uh, But I think that's maybe the evolution of markets. I mean, we had so many people in our showroom doing, uh, you know, sales reps and and uh doing FaceTime tours with customers that didn't make it but so it was just a combo it's just turned into a hybrid type event I mean it is a place where people do want to come and touch and feel uh but maybe they're only making one trip a year or maybe they're trying to find some of the regional shows that some of the manufacturers do uh maybe they're you know going to prime time uh things like that so it's just it's just changed how people prioritize their time and and where they're going to put their attention and what their level of exposure and their comfort is. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it was definitely slower uh, than we've seen in the past, but it's a classic line, but it is kind of true. Good quality conversations. I mean, that's what you end up getting to have is some some depth versus a lot of breadth.
2: Once again, though, I was so disappointed. Not one single hooker came on to me, not one. I'm the only guy I know that can go to Vegas No, no one, they don't care about me. They don't even, like, you know, I I, I feel like my self-esteem drops when I go there because I'm like, I'm not even attractive enough for, like, a working girl to, like, make me an offer, you know? And they just look past me every single time, and I just want them to, like, show me a little attention. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to say no, so it's okay, but but they don't know that. They don't know I'm going to turn them down. It would be nice to be asked. That's all I'm saying.
1: He just wants to be asked. I just want to be asked. He's just a guy that just wants somebody to say... (laughs) You're, I'm going to make you feel handsome right now.
2: You look like a guy that I could overcharge for an activity. And, you know, no, I, I joke about I
1: that. literally you know, have like... seen you on the phone with your wife and a hooker <laughs> accosted you. And you said, I'm on the phone with my wife. What did she say whenever you said that to the hooker that was trying to come on to you at New York? New York? Something
2: like, it doesn't, I don't care. Like, that doesn't bother <laughs> me or something like that. I'm like, my wife will care, you know? <laughs> anyway, that was, when, that was so, when the
1: economy's bad and they, they were being much more aggressive.
2: So either I'm unattractive or I look like I'm poor. One of the two things is true. And so it's probably better that, you know, anyway. Um, so, Kinsey, you had a lot of traffic in your space. Part of it, I, I kept seeing people gathered around that very kick-ass display you had there with Life loom. Talk about that, and I'll, I'll tell you, because I, I actually brought some people over there to check it out, but it was a really cool demonstrable thing that I think we should talk about. I, I What was the reaction you were getting?
1: Oh, people had a blast with it. So just- so First of all, people, let's talk
2: about what Life Loom is, and then, yeah.
1: yeah. For people who don't know, Lifeloom is the world's first FDA-cleared sheets and pillowcases. So they have a frictionless sleep system that uses these patented machinery and these long strand polyester and nylon fibers. So long strand on patented machinery to create this super tight weave that has passed as a medical device. And so it's been clinically proven to to improve psoriasis and eczema and inflammatory acne and night sweats and bed sores. And it's crazy the list of conditions that this, uh, this set of sheets actually is proven to help. And, you know, we talk about it all the time, problems own sleep. So if you can solve specific problems people have, then you're going to help them obviously be on the, uh, on the war path to a better night's sleep. Uh, but anyway, you know, these guys, uh, really cool crew, Jeremy and Brad and Danny, And the whole crew behind the scenes from Life Loom, I'm like, I'm always trying to curate really good ideas and bring them into the, uh, the Englander space. And I'm like, these guys are getting launched. This is truly unique. There's so much fluff in the mattress industry to have something that's defensible, I thought it'd be great. And so one of the things that, that they did is they brought in a a way to demonstrate what does it mean to have this, what they call a frictionless sleep system. And so they created this ramp. And on one side you had like a microfiber or a high thread count cotton. And on the other side you had life loom and you had kind of a pine wood derby style, so like microfiber plank with a microfiber block. And then you had a life loom plank with a life loom block and you slid them down at the same time. And it was a race to see who got to the bottom first because whoever got to the bottom first was the most frictionless. And there was no race. It was no race. You put the, the microfiber down, it doesn't move. You put the life loom down and it zips to the bottom. And it really is a compelling visual to show the consumer. What well, what does frictionless mean? It means you can move around easier. And whenever you reduce friction, you keep yourself cooler. So just at a high level, it was a really good way to kind of demonstrate and illustrate those benefits. Um, so I thought it was such a cool thing that you got into both. What does it mean for the average consumer? And then if you have these specific conditions, Life loom was a way to, to help solve those problems and help people get better sleep. So great job to the Life Loom guys. I know they gave away a bunch of pillowcases. They signed up accounts and, uh, they were drumming up business. So that was a, that was a fun thing to see and created a lot of buzz in the Englander
2: showroom. So so Kinsley, let's let's go from there. It was really neat, and and by the way, when you talk about that microfiber sheet, what's interesting is you feel it, and you could if you felt both of those sheets, and then you had to place a bet on which one was going to have the fastest trip down the plank, the plank, the fastest trip down the ramp. I don't think you could have picked it. I mean, it wasn't like they the hand was so different that you're like, oh yeah, like that's so coarse. It's an, it wasn't that they both were smooth, but that's just a testament to how smooth and how the, the construct of that lifelong sheet is because it like, it wasn't even close, but I thought that was so interesting. I, I but, love,
1: yeah. I love that thought process too, because whenever, yeah. you know, we always talk about if you can demonstrate something to a consumer and involve them, that's when they buy. Uh, right. but whenever you touched the microfiber, for example, like you said, how did people describe it? Soft. I feel soft. Mm -hmm. And whenever you touched the life loom, you're like, oh, it's, it's smooth, but it feels different. And so whenever you see that block being placed on the plank and it doesn't move, all of a sudden you say to yourself, I can't trust the touch and how that translates to what I'm actually going to feel. I can't trust myself. So meaning (laughs) if I was just going to choose a sheet on my own and I was gonna go off the softness of what my hand tells me is soft, I would choose maybe this one or this one or whatever variety of sheets I I decided to put my hands on. But at the end of the day, if you really wanna reduce irritation of the skin, you have to trust the demonstration, you have to trust the visual, you have to trust the science, you have to trust the clinicals. And I thought that was a really good um, kind of anchoring effect of saying to a consumer, look, you." You can't trust yourself in this selection process. You know, you have to be able to trust it by looking at the visual and seeing what it does. Because,
2: yeah, I would've went with the You you know what I like about it is that there's so much bullshit in in our industry, speaking of fluff. There's so much bullshit inside of our industry the, the marketing spin and stuff. This is legit. Their story is legit. There's science to it. It's FDA approved. Doing clinical trials is incredibly expensive. These guys have gone through that so they've di- differentiated themselves. So hats off to you guys, Brad, Jeremy, all of you. Danny, it was awesome to see you. So Kinsley, um, one of the things, So, here's what we're gonna do, if, if you're okay, I'm just gonna call it right now. We're gonna talk about traffic into showrooms first. And then we're going to close it out with maybe one of the funniest stories I've ever heard. And I'm going to start the story, and you're going to finish it. And that's how we're going to end the show. You good?
1: I'm good. The stock
2: traffic. Do you, do you know the story, I'm talk, the story I'm talking about? No,
1: but I'll, I'll I'll just make it up if I don't know it.
2: No, no, no. You'll you'll know. Okay. So when, when when you're walking around market, there are so many showrooms. There's there's a lot that aren't full too because I mean it's you know COVID, and I'm sure a lot of people like backed out, but you know, for the guys who you look around and you're walking down the, the, like the, the, the hallways and you're like, I've never heard of them. I've never heard of them. I've never, how many, and then you're like, who buys from these guys? Like there's a lot of people there and it just, it always blows me away how much opportunity there is and how many guys I've never even heard of. And so there there's traffic in the building, but the real question is how do you get the traffic into your space? And it shocks me that there are so many people there that don't understand how to bring the people in the building into their showroom. And it really does require an effort. It requires strategy. It requires them to push their story out. It requires them to have a compelling reason to stop in. It requires them investing time, energy, and and treasure into earning the traffic into their showroom. So it shocks me how, how little I see from guys like that even making the effort. You know what I'm saying? Well, we wrote a book on this. Yes, we did. It's called but, Come Back but to But the bed. book was for retail, but all of it applies to what we're talking about, right?
1: That's where my head went immediately. You know, we talk about the principles of driving foot traffic, and we talk about the CAGE method, you know, community answers, giving experiences, but these can be translated into your showroom experience as well. It can be translated into the marketing to get people from Las Vegas market or wherever they're coming from all around the country into your show space. And I think it's really, you know, it's a mentality of you, you really nailed it right there. Like, what is the reason I'm going to give anybody to come into my showroom? You know, first and foremost, and we talk about this a lot. If it goes wrong, it probably went wrong at the beginning. So what are the reasons you're giving someone to come in? And then don't just give them a reason. You have to tell them you have to build value in it. You have to tell them that, that you have to remind them. You have to schedule appointments with them. But, you know, I really do think about it as like a strategic buildup, you know? So what's the reason? Um, how have you, you know, mobilized your galaxy graph, as we call it in the book, so that you're pushing out that message into every possible place where somebody might be able to interact with you? So, you know, we, we talk about the galaxy graph as, you know, literally like this worksheet of what are all the places I could push my message out? And then what are all the things I need to create to support it? Um, but it's just, you know, a lot of times it's just, you know, doing the hard work of putting pen to paper, creating a plan, having a team that's held accountable to that plan, and then following up and debriefing on that to make sure everybody did it. Um, and then the fun part along the way is, you know, getting creative with it, you know, making sure that it's not just a uh hey I've got a new new product over here but you've you created some other interest I mean it's one of the reasons I brought in the guys from Life Loom I'm like we have great new products we have this massive new collection in Englander oh and by the way we have the world's first FDA cleared sheets let's put some more hooks in the water for people that might be interested in different things
2: and then cross-pollinate once they're inside it's a hook and it just it, it so For the people listening to this, the good news is the fam can help you, right? So uh, you can uh, contact us and we can help share your story uh, through our our platform, through our email blast, through web banners or many, many different things or talking about you on a podcast as an example. But um, more than that, pick up the book, come back to bed that you can read and apply the same principles that Kinsley was talking to you about just a second ago. But whatever you do, don't do nothing because you most companies, the line item on their marketing budget, a showroom, you bring people in, you fly them in for the event, you put them up on hotels, you're eating expensive dinners, you're entertaining people, but yet you're not going to invest in telling your story and putting something out there where you can kind of cast that net and, 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 and pull the fish in. You got to do it you've made the investment already to have a showroom, that's step one, but you can't just depend on the traffic to happen into your space. You got to tell your story and you got to create that hook. And I think you doing it with Life Woman is a great example of that actually. You now, not everyone's Tempur-Pedic, not everyone's Serta and Simmons. You know, you don't have that traffic just kind of dropping into your showroom. You got to build it, you got to create interest. So I think it's very important. Well, Serta didn't get much you.
1: traffic this go around.
2: Okay. Good point. Serta was not there. So that's a good, that's a, okay, fair enough. No one was in their showroom. It was weird.
1: Yeah. There, that was for people who don't know, Serta pulled out of market, what, two yeah, years ago, yeah, yeah. two and a half years ago, something like that.
2: I tried to, I tried to include him and I failed. I mean, I was trying to be nice and include him, but anyway. Okay. So you ready for the story? All
1: right. Give me the story.
2: Okay. So we have a mutual friend who we will not use their name to protect the innocent, right? We'll call him... Bill. Good enough. Okay. Gotcha. Bill. Bill. All right. So Bill had never eaten edibles. So we're in Vegas and pots everywhere and, you know, edibles and there's CBD and people talking about CBD infusion into the pillows and the sheets. And there's, but anyway, in Vegas, you know, you walk down the street, the pots recreational, so you can smell it everywhere. So we were talking to these guys and we're like laughing and he's like, well, I, I tried edibles once. I didn't like them, And we're like, well, what happened? You know? And he's like, well, you know, I I was there and I, I I took one and then it didn't hit me. And that's the danger in eating edibles because Oh, he was having a hard a time sleeping. Time. He was having a hard time sleeping, right. And so he I'm gonna screw this story up. Just bear with me. We'll make it through. So he was having a hard time sleeping. So he takes one and it didn't do anything. And then he takes another one and that didn't do anything. So then he takes two more. By the time he gets done. He's got like four of these edibles in him. Now he's starting to feel a little bit, but he kind of goes to sleep, but he remembers that one of his friends said that he heard a story about someone who had eaten too many edibles and they killed this. He killed his entire family.
1: Like so now With an an ax. And blamed it on the edibles that he
2: ax murdered his whole family. And he blamed it on the edibles. So now in his mind, as he falls asleep, he's like, Don't kill your family. Don't kill your family. Don't kill your family. He's like, he's repeating. He's like, oh my God. So then he falls asleep and then go ahead. Take it from there. No,
1: no. So I think, I think the way it went was he just took too many and then he falls asleep. Right. And that's what I just said. Well, hold on. But you, you started talking about the, the fam, the family thing a little, little too early. Oh, I thought he, I thought he was thinking
2: about that before.
1: So, so you're right. He was thinking about, I heard about a guy. That ax murdered his family after taking too many edibles. So he falls asleep after taking too many edibles. Bing, in the middle of the night, wakes up because he hadn't felt anything. And all of a sudden, he is on another planet. He's high as a kite. And freaking out. So (laughs) he's in his underwear. And a flashback keeps going through his mind, like you said, about the ax murdering guy who blamed it on the edibles. And so to protect his family, he leaves his home and he lives on several acres. So he leaves his home and he walks outside in his underwear and he goes down this long driveway to the very end of the driveway. (laughs) Yeah. And he decides that he's going to hang on to a post near his front gate. And after hours and hours and hours, the sun begins coming up and he... Hears himself saying over and over again, "Don't murder your family! Don't murder your family! Don't murder your family!" In his underwear, hugging a post with socks on.
2: I'm sorry, man, but that—you know—he th- was smart enough that he was—he felt like his fam—his family's life was in jeopardy, so he wants. to out of his house, down the road, and, and, and grabs that post and, and thinks in his head, that that's enough to secure me <laughs> to this, this post is gonna, Yeah, this going is going to keep my act.
1: family safe. And if I just repeat this over and over again, everybody's going to be fine. I, I tell so the you, the people talk about the edible stories. You hear it in Vegas all the time. And they're like, uh, all the time. It always, always a story about I took too many.
2: Oh, you know, but because like, they're not patient. They don't. Yeah, they're not patient. They don't wait. So, anyway, Bill lived. Bill's family's fine. We just want you to know that. So, if you're listening to this and you do go to a Vegas market and you're going to get edibles, that's fine. Just be responsible. Start with five, I'm told. <laughs> uh, and then expand five, five, from, five edibles? Five, no, no, no. Five milligrams. Oh, five milligrams.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. No, we don't want you in your underwear like I was going to say host. Bill, and had then like you can four graduate. Or
1: five, it sounded like. <laughs>
2: So be careful. Let, let, let that stuff sink in. You don't want to like, you know, kill your family. So anyway, we'll leave you with that, Kinsley. How okay. About well, that? I'll leave hey, you guys.
1: with, I'll leave you with the one that was the, the, maybe in a similar vein, but also hilarious. So I missed Matt man's Elvis yes. themed birthday party in Vegas. I had my yes. Elvis. C- so <laughs> the, the gang uh, sweet dreams and beyond. And I won't name this person, but you, some of you in the industry might know who, who this person is. But they're, as the night goes on, they're sending me videos and they're progressively getting more tanked. And at one point, somebody sa- sends a video. And they're like, We miss you. And the, they're like, Yeah, we miss you. And this guy goes, Yeah, I miss you. Have fun eating applesauce, bitch. <laughs>
2: Because you were sick.
1: Because I was so sick. I'm like, <laughs> that sounds like something I would have said. Yeah, have fun eating Man, applesauce, bitch. That's not. That's, that's
2: not nice. That's not nice. You I were loved sick.
1: it. I thought it was hilarious.
2: Oh uh, no, I know. All right, well, everyone listening to this, hey, send us your edible stories. We want to hear them. We'll be sharing them on our show uh, to help other people protect themselves. But most importantly, we want you to please go. It's uh, hey, hey, by the way, it's, podcast.
1: It's almost like the guy on a on a love actually said he said yeah kids uncle billy's got a message for you don't do drugs become a star." <laughs> wait he says <laughs> No, he said oh, sorry i screwed it up already he says kids come on man don't buy drugs become a pop star and they give them to you for free <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay don't hey don't listen to him audience that is not good kinsley Um, No. uh, Anyway, back to it. Listen, go wherever you listen to the Dos Marcos podcast. uh, Rate us if you wouldn't mind. And most importantly, share. We want to bring as many people to the show and to the fam.news website as we can. It is a campfire. You are part of it. We love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, whatever you do, uh, tune in for the next one because we have more great stories coming your way.
0: You took bounce on it, oh, yeah, bounce with it, bounce with it, bounce with it, bounce with it. All right. Nah. What is a hot lid? It's like peanut butter jelly. Bounce by the ounce, now no, we got, got it by the, the leader. Well, you take a
2: spring and you wrap it up right. You can sleep so smooth or bounce all night. Yeah. Put two together, get a whole lot more. Get the feel of the comfort core. You
0: can bounce on it. Lay
2: back, you don't have to practice.
0: to get in your vicinity you probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity From alone out of five maybe one star springs and foam we're taking care of that lumbar mad back support the Best way to shack up or just get rest, that won't mess your back up. Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist or a mullet, party in the back of the business. Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus, the ultimate hybrid. Nothing short of genius.
2: Keeping it loose while keeping it tight. We can make you sleep or play all night. Put the two together, get a whole lot more. Get the feel of a comfort core.
0: It. No stopping when the beat gets played back. Springs keep it popping, bone keeps it laid back. Party over here, get invited, everybody get hot. High- is where the magic is And we just killed a, a song, song about, about mattresses oh.